well out there. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we encourage you to uh, be a part. And glad you're with us tonight on this Bible study evening. Uh, we like to encourage you to share out the page, share out the uh, videos, the YouTube channel, the Facebook, hit the likes, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And tell somebody, come on in and join us tonight for a very important Bible study. Again, today, uh, we continue our, our, our series here on heaven or hell, who's going. And this is part three, part three of our uh, series. Should be the last part. We're going to get through it tonight. And amen. Looking forward to what God's going to do. Uh, again, be mindful again of our, of our weekend. Again, coming up. And we encourage you to come on out and be with us throughout the week uh, as well. We have Thursday evening services for those first-time viewers. We have Thursday night in person as well. And then this weekend, a special weekend for our anniversary service. So come on out and be with us uh, November 20th. November 20th. Uh, this is a date stamped video, but for November 20th of 2022, come on out and be with us uh, for our out of church anniversary. And so we encourage we having a potluck that day. So we want you to come and be a part with this uh, after the service as well. We'll have a pre-Thanksgiving meal. So come, come, come for exciting time. Bring a friend, bring a family member, bring your, bring your neighborhood. Amen. To come and celebrate with us another year, another opportunity to uh, give God glory uh, together. So. Uh, we look forward to what God's going to do this weekend. All right, folks, we got to jump right into it. We got to jump right into it. We have uh, uh, been covering, again, a heaven to hell, which is really the main thing as we shared with you before. The main thing, which is the main thing, eternal life, again, be said, uh, all the other things that come along with that, uh, through learning about God and learning about, uh, again, Christianity and Christian growth. But the main thing is our final destination. And so uh, we got to get the, that part straight first, get that part straight first where we are headed. And so that's when you come to Christ, you are now again, your desire, your, 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 your desire is to serve Christ, to live for Christ, to live for him and dwell with him and to uh, serve him. And actually he wants to do the same. The Bible says he is not willing that any should perish, but all men should come to repentance. But as we shared before, that's not always, always going to be the case. Not everybody's going to repent and turn from their sins. And so there's a place that we uh, uh, call hell, which the Bible said was created for the devil and his angels. Created for the devil and his angels. And sadly, many women will reject Christ, they will say no to God, will end up in that place and eventually lake of fire. But good news is we don't have to go. We don't have to go. Again, Jesus Christ gave his life that all oh, men could be saved. So if you're not saved tonight, uh, we encourage you to, uh, to to get saved. Give your life over to Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God, the, the only begotten Son of, of our Heavenly Father up in, in glory. So we encourage you to uh, uh, give your life to Christ. And so so we can't spend eternity with him. Then we've been covering uh, uh, the past few weeks about who's not going, who's not going to heaven. We've been talking about it a lot. And so um, we, we, let's go back to Col Col Colossians here. I'll pick up at the last piece here again. Uh, let's go to, well, one, Colossians 3, and then we'll we'll jump down. We'll, I just want to finish off that piece, and we'll go. We left off in Colossians 3. The Bible says in 1, if you be risen with Christ. So now as you, you say, yes, I don't want to lose my soul. I don't want to get, uh, spend eternity without God in, in hell. So it says, if we be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. And he says, and where Christ sit." On the right hand of the Father, that's where, that's where he is now. He went to prepare a place for you and I. Glorious city. We read about in Revelation, a glorious place where the saints of God, again, uh, they die even now as we speak, uh, are there eternity, in eternity. The Bible says in verse 2, set your affection on things above and not on the earth. So we set our affections. We set our affections. Our desire is now not of this earth. It will fade away as we've been sharing, but now it's in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ. Number four, he says, and when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, ye shall appear with him in glory. So, again, that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is when he does return to set up the kingdom. Uh, the kingdom will come one day here on earth. It will come. And so, uh, if you're already passed away, uh, when we all are, are gone, dead and gone, we will go with him in, into heaven. But, again, eventually heaven will come again and all eyes here on earth will behold him. Uh, let's look at number five, where we left off. He says, mortify therefore your members upon the earth. So again, our members, our old man, the old woman, 
uh, he says, mortify the, for, uh, the upon the earth fornication and cleanliness in order to affect us, concup evil concupiscences, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry. He says, for this, which things the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. The children of disobedience. So he says, this is what we do before we come to God. Before we came to Christ, we share with the slides. We, we, we are not all innocent. None of us were, were, were saved. Again, we were all born in iniquity, the Bible says, and sin that our mothers conceived. That's why he said, created me a clean heart, renewing me right spirit. Um, and so uh, that went on and we left off there. Uh, let's go to verse 17 so, so we can keep moving. That's kind of why we set the, the stage there. The Bible says in verse 17, it says, Whosoever uh, or whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, he says, giving thanks to God and the father by him so we left off there so when we come to christ god sees our deeds god sees our works works don't save us but we do and live differently because you are saved we no longer do the works of darkness no longer the works of evil but the works of god um let's, let's, so again let's go to heaven we want to go to heaven so heaven that beautiful great city as we open up with in week one we described how the streets are paved with gold Again, there's crystal clear water. There's no need for the sun. And so now he wants all of us to go. So let's talk about heaven for a little bit. How do we get there? What, uh, who, what, who, who's going is the question. We kind of establish who's not going. So let's talk about who is going tonight. Ephesians 5.1. Ephesians 5.1. The Bible says, be ye followers of God. So how do I get to heaven? Be a follower of God. Be a follower of God as dear children. We shared this in service of maybe a few weeks ago about a meaning as a child. As a child, becoming as little children, becoming humble, and uh, again, not walking in our own ways, our own will, but as little children, willing to obey. The Bible says, walk in love. That's another characteristic of one who's going to heaven. We must walk in love. He says, as Christ also hath loved us, hath given himself for us, and offering a sacrifice to God for a, for a sweet-smelling savior. So our lives should be as Christ is. Let our lives be sweet-smelling savors. They used to burn incense unto the Lord in the Old Testament. And so naturally, that's where it comes from. God wanted the fresh aroma. The Bible says because sin is, is like a stench. In other words, an odor, a bad odor in God's nostrils. And so we want to live our lives sweet-smelling savors lifted up to the Lord. And so he wanted God like incense. He wanted a sweet-smelling savor. Your house stinks. Well, we burn it away. We don't burn so much here in the house, but incense. We used to burn incense, or whatever case may be, to what to kill the smell. And so naturally, we want a sweet-smelling life as well as unto the Lord. And the Bible says, "But and there it is again, but fornication and uncleanness and, uh, and covetousness, and let it not be once named among you." So he says, when you come to Christ, you you do, your life changes. Your life changes. Not even once, he says. He encourages me and women to let go of sin. Don't don't go back to it. He said, let it not be once named among us. He says, as becoming of the saints. So saints, we live a new, new life. Number four, he went on says, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving thanks. So our lives, our, change, our, our thoughts, our speech, it changes because we've come to Christ. Who's going to have it? Those that have been changed. The Bible goes on and says, for uh, this ye know, then no whoremongering, which is a woman chaser, or even male chasers nowadays, uh, sleeping around with prostitutes, no unclean person, nor covetous man, nor idolatry that hath inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or and of God. So she says, we cannot go to heaven, live in a life that's not pleasing unto the Lord. Let, number six, he says, let no man deceive you with vain words, because these things which come up, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Number seven, he says, be not therefore partakers with them. So he began to say, we got to live a different life. Who You want to go to heaven? You got to start living differently. You want to go to heaven? We have to be different. We have to be born again. He said, again, be not therefore partakers with them. We don't partake in that lifestyle anymore. The Bible goes on and says in verse eight, for ye were sometimes in darkness. He, he reminded and took us back and said, this is the way we used to be. But there has to be a change. There has to be a change. He says, but now ye are light in the Lord. He says, walk in as children of the light. So we're now children of light. We're no longer children of darkness. We're no longer children of darkness. We should bring light to the world. We're to bring light into the world. And the Bible goes on and says, for uh, the fruit of the spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth. 
proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship, have no fellowship, no even no friendship, no companionship with the unfruitful works of darkness. No longer be associated with the things that we used to do. The Bible goes on and says, but rather reprove them, strongly rebuke them. Say, I'm not going back to the way I used to be. I'm strongly rebuking my old ways. And so these are, you can tell, true characteristics of someone that's on his way to heaven because uh, he or she has made ultimate changes in their lives for the good and for the Lord. Again, it says, for it is a shame even to speak of the things which uh, were, are done of them in secret. He says, even the things we used to do, we don't even like talking about it. We don't even like reminiscing about it. Sometimes we do it as a testimony to others say, look what God has brought me from. But even then, even you don't even spill all your beans. Some people tell all their business. No, I'm not going to tell you all my dirt and filth. Why? Because it was a shame. We were shame. It was shameful, sinful things that we used to do. And so he says, we. it was even a shame to talk about certain things. Again, you'd be surprised what people have been through, what the evil and dirt people have done. Sometimes you may not want to know. Uh, sometimes people don't can't, can't fathom the fact that Pastor used to like, we're like, you to do X, Y, and Z. Say, man, no, I can't see you doing that. I say, man, you just don't know who I used to be. But you know, and so, but it shows that there was a change, the born again experience. Again, more criteria. Let me give you some more criteria about heaven. So these are some characteristics. There's a change in that person. There's a change in that woman or man, a boy or a girl. There's an ultimate change. You can see the difference in a true believer. The Bible goes on and says, Matthew 18, Matthew 18, one through four. So who's going to heaven? Who we talking about heaven tonight? Who's going, who's going to criteria? How do I know who's, if I'm saved? How do I know if I'm going to heaven? This is what it says. He says at the time, at the same time, the disciples came the disciples unto Jesus. Excuse me. He says, saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto them. He says, and sent him in the midst of them. He says, and said, verily I say unto you, except ye be converted. So how do I know who, how do, who's going to heaven? Those that have been converted. The Bible says, and become as little children, become as little children, become as little children. He says, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, if you don't become as a little child, humble yourself, walk humbly. As we shared last week about being the sheep, let me be a sheep for the kingdom of God. A little child willing and willing to do whatever for God, for the church, for the kingdom, for whatever the Lord wants. We become as little children. When we are man, when we write in our own eyes, he said a man is writing in his own eyes. But when we, he says a man is that way. But we have a childlike spirit towards God. Hey, he says these are the type of people that are going to heaven. The Bible says, whosoever therefore shall humble himself. Who's going to heaven? Those that humble themselves. Whosoever therefore shall humble themselves. So who's going to heaven again? We're talking about who's going to heaven and hell. The humble themselves as little children, the same as the greatest in the kingdom of God. Let's go to Matthew 19. Some more critical criteria for those going to heaven tonight. Who's going to heaven and hell? This is the criteria for going to heaven. This is characteristics of those going to heaven. The Bible says 13. He says then, 1913, he says then, uh, where they they're brought unto him little children. That is again, little children. He says, and they, they should uh, put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked him. Says, Lord, what are you doing? It's a waste of time. No, don't, don't waste your time with these kids. No, kids are important too. Amen. Their soul is important. The Bible says to train them up in the way they should go. Train your children in the way. Let them see you reading your Bible. Let them see you praying. Let them see you in church. Don't just send them to church, but you come to church with them. Teach them about God. Set the right example in the household. Don't let them see you drinking and carrying on. You set the example for God. Don't let them see you running around in the streets all night long and just do it all matters of things. Set the right example. The Bible says, he says, no, he rebuked them. He said, he tried to rebuke Jesus for dealing with the kids. Jesus loved the little children. Why? Because the earlier, the better you get saved. The earlier, the better before you get involved in a bunch of mess out there in the world. The Bible says here in verse 14, he says, but Jesus says, suffer the little children uh, and forbid them not. In other words, let them come unto me, for as such is the kingdom of heaven. So there it is again. Who's going to heaven? Those that have a childlike spirit. The Bible says in verse 15, and he laid hands on them and, and departed thence. So number 16, he says, and behold, uh, one uh, came and said unto him, good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So there was a man who approached Jesus. 
He said, what can I do? I want to go to heaven too. I want to go to heaven. You're talking about this kingdom of God. What can I do? We've been talking about the kingdom of heaven and hell this week. This is what he says. Bible says in verses 17, uh, he, he, he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So he says, if you want to go to heaven, keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. Those that are going to heaven are those that keep God's word. So number 18, he went on and says, he saith unto him, which? So he says, all right, what commandments? A lot of commandments. Which ones? The Bible says, Jesus answered and said, he says, thou shalt not do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. The Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. He went through the ten, some of the Ten Commandments. The Bible says, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man came back and said unto him, All these uh, things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? He said, oh, I got all that covered. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Again, he says, well, try this. He says, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, sell all that thou hast, and give to the poor, thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. So Jesus said, all right, all right, let's go there. He says, you want to go a little more? He says, give up your life. Give up your lifestyle. Give up what you have and start living for me. How many are willing to give up everything? You know what? My time now belongs to you. My efforts belong to you. He said, go sell what you got and come follow me for the next three years is what he was telling this man. Come follow me. Become one of my disciples. That was a challenge to him. But you know what? In our lives, it's the same thing on the, on the spiritual level. Again, we give ourselves away. The houses, the cars, the money, all this stuff really don't matter. You know, if God needed it, we give it to him. You go back and read the book of Acts, chapter uh, the Acts chapter 4, I believe it is. The Bible says they sold, they gave their money. To the early, the first early church, the 12 disciples, and, well, the original the 11 plus, the original early, early church, they sold everything. They had a big yard sale. Why? To help the church get started. <laughs> They got rid of everything. Go back and read Acts chapter 4. He got, they got rid of everything. They sold stuff. The seed, the church established the world we are today to where we can enjoy here in the 21st century their sacrifices. And they did it for the God, kingdom of God. They was willing to move and they was willing to travel and take the word from country to country, city to city to get this thing from the north to south, east and the west, just like what Jesus told them to do. He said, when I go back, I need you to go to the highways and the byways and all across the four regions of the world and tell them about me. And that's what they were willing to do. But now we can't even get off the couch and come for our service. So, you know, again, today uh, we, we find what were they willing to do? And so he challenged, he said, what are you willing to do? Some don't even pay their time. Uh, again, he was willing. He said, give me everything. He asked him everything. Give me everything. God don't even ask him that from me. He said, just give me 10%. And some struggle with that. Don't even do it. But they want to go to heaven. Give me the offers. Hey, give your life. Your time, efforts, and needs, energy. Nah, I don't believe that. And so he told him, he said, sell all you got. And naturally, this is what happened here. Number 22. He says, but when the young man had heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. He said, ah, that's too much. That's too much. And he had many great possessions. And so for some, 10% is too much. This man, he has for everything. God's not even asking, so that's from us. Give me your time. Give me give me once a week. Give me an hour once a week, hour and a half once a week. A couple hours per week. Nah, nah, it's okay. And so naturally, what are we not willing? Those that are going to heaven are those that are willing to sacrifice and give up their lives and follow Jesus. Number 23 says, and then Jesus said to the disciples, verily I say to you that a rich man shall hardly enter the kingdom of heaven. So who's going to heaven? He says, it's going to be hard for a rich man. The Bible says, and again, I say unto you, it is easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And he was referring to an old practice they had in, in some of the cities in order to enter into the city, they had to go through certain gates. Naturally, travel by camels. And for a rich man, he had a lot of possessions. He was moving, or whatever case may be, traveling. And he not, they didn't have burglar alarms. They didn't have uh, cameras back home. So they took, a lot of times, they carried everything with them, some of their prized possessions. So to go through these gates of the city, they would have to take everything off the camel 
walk the camel through, carry everything through the hole or the gate that was small, pack everything back up. It was a hard, hard thing to do. It really was a lot, especially we had a lot of camels. We had a lot of possessions. And so uh, he compared it to that. By the rich, it's going to be hard for a rich man because it's a long process. A lot of things to weed through, a lot of things to give up for the kingdom of God. And so, again, guys, they'd rather go play golf on Sundays or whatever the case may be, go, go travel in there, get on the jet and go somewhere instead of, again, spending some time with the Lord and dedicating your life to God. But anyway, he says it's hard for a rich man to go. And so don't fall in love with riches. Riches, the Bible says, can become great sorrow. Read Timothy. He says, be careful about them riches. He said, love them on the root of our evil. He said, and many have pierced themselves through many sorrows. Money will absolutely destroy people. In other words, so he says, hard for a rich man to go. Um, where we left off, verse what? I lost my place here. Verse 25, he says, and when his disciples heard this, they were exceedingly amazed and saying, well, who can be saved? So we talk about who can, who can go to heaven then? <laughs> Who's going to be able to go? This is what we've been talking about over the past three weeks. He says, but Jesus said, be held and, and, and said unto them, with men it is, this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So through salvation and with God, when it's living for God, it's possible. You can go to heaven, but you have to be willing to go his way. It's his, it's his heaven, not mine, not yours, not anybody else's. It's God. It's possible through Christ. And the Bible says in 27, he says, and, and then answered Peter and said unto him, behold, we have forsaken all. So said, Jesus, Peter was saying, all right, we've given up everything. I've dropped my nets. I've walked away from my business. He said, I've sold it all and forsaken all and followed thee. What shall, what shall we have therefore? Jesus said unto him, verily I said to you, that they, ye which have followed me in the re, uh, regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. He told Peter, he says, Peter, you and the rest of the 12 will have a special place in heaven because you are the originals. You have laid down your life to get this thing started, to get the gospel started. And you know, I share that many times, even in our church, our local church here in Brooklyn. Some of these folks who've been with us in the early years and have been faithful. You must be faithful. Be faithful. God will have a special reward for you because you're faithful. You support the church. You're willing through thinking, through thin, through sleeping, through snow. Again, I'm thinking about Brother Mark. That brother's there every service, just about. Not unless he's sick. Uh, very rare not he has something else to do, but that brother is there every time. God will have a special place. Any time he gives, he gives time. He, he supports the church. You know, and he's been there. He's been there. Think about him and how that God will have a special place for him and others who are stuck through, through thinking through thin. And God, again, and those, those that have been supportive, God has a special place for those that support the church and, and really were there. And again, and so Jesus said, for those, these, these men that were there, God's going to put, give them, give them a throne, a throne up in glory to judge the nations. The Bible goes on sin 29. He says, and everyone that have forsaken house. So who's going to heaven? Those that have forsaken house. Brethren, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, children, and or lands, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. He says people give up themselves. We don't have to do this. We don't have to, uh, uh, this weekend, uh, again, uh, do these things, give money, time, efforts, and energy. But we do it because we love God. We don't do it for the reward. We do it because we want to see something done for the kingdom. Who's going to have in those that give themselves away? Those that give themselves away. Number 30. So we challenge you. Give yourself away. I'm telling you, there's a reward. Not only in heaven, but also here on earth. God will bless you because you're willing to faithfully and willfully do something for the kingdom of God. Number 30, he went on and says, but many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first. It don't always feel good to be the one who has to sacrifice. But you know what? Again, there's a reward, and God's going to reward those that do that. Amen. Number, let's go to John 3. How to get? How do I go to heaven? We're talking about going to heaven. Who's going? Well, we just covered some of that just now. I'm going to give you some more. How do I get to heaven? How do I get to heaven? Let's go to John, for me, a popular chapter. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. The Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. 
the, uh, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, uh, uh, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for uh, no man can do these uh, miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He was acknowledging, he was a Pharisee, a religious, religious man, religious of that day. He knew the laws of, of, of Moses. They were really strict laws. He, he kept those laws. But he kind of slipped away because the Pharisees didn't believe that he was the son of God. But he, he said, nah, something different about him. He, he, he's the real deal. So he slipped away. He didn't want to be seen. At nighttime, he went to, Nicodemus went to Jesus to ask him all these questions. The Bible says in verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So how do I get to heaven? You must be born again. Who's going to have it? Those that have been born again. The Bible says, he, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? He can't enter into a second time into his mother's womb and be born? What are you talking about, Jesus? Jesus wasn't, uh, Jesus wasn't talking about the birth, a new, uh, the physical birth. He was talking about the spiritual birth. The Bible says here, in verse 5, Jesus answered saying, Brother, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. There's a new spirit. That's capital S, a new spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's a washing and a regeneration, a newness, a life, a new spirit about you. There's a cleansing, a, a Holy Spirit that enters in the holy life you begin to live. Uh, number six, he says, and this, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you're a new in your spirit, a new man. I'm the, I look the same after I got saved. Sometimes you get a glow about your life. When I first got saved, a man said, you got a glow about you. Went back home uh, after getting saved from when I came back from leave from Germany. Well, actually, I was coming back to the States, but I was in Germany. I went to the church. This man said, you got a glow about you now. And I said, man, I've been born again. I've been saved. The Bible says here, we were saw my wife. I saw my wife. We, we had, uh, she had, she had, she was in another uh, station when, when I, during this time. It was transition time. And when got married, and she got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost. When I saw her, I was like, wow. She looked different. And she had a special glow over her face. You could see a newness and a brightness and a freshness of the newness of Christ that came into her life. And so the Bible says, number seven, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Ye must be born again. There's a change. You ask Christ into your life, who's going to heaven? Those that have been born again. I was messed up. And the old man dies. The old woman dies. So I can start all over again. When we ask Christ and through repentance, you get on that knees and you ask at that altar, say, Jesus, save me. Or wherever you may, you can ask Jesus to save you right there in your living room, in your bedroom, on the train, wherever you may see this video. Jesus, save me. I want to be born again. And he'll do it. Just like that. That's number eight. The Bible says, the wind I blow up, where it listeth, he says, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Uh, it says, but canst not tell whence it cometh. Where they go, so everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus said to him, uh, art, art thou a master of Israel and knowest not to think these things? Away? You educated man, you know the laws. You should understand what I'm telling you. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we know and testify uh, that we have seen, and ye re receive not our witness. Number 12, if if I had told you earthly things, you will believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So Jesus began to challenge. He said, I, I, you can't even understand earthly things. How are you going to understand that, the spiritual things? So you begin to ask Christ. When you come to Christ, God show me heavenly things, spiritual things. Number 13, he says, and, and, and no man hath ascended up into heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven he says, even the son of man, which is in heaven, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. He was referring to his crucifixion. He says, 15, that, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So Jesus began to lead him. He says, when you see the son of man lifted up on that old rugged cross, when you see me lifted up like, like, like Moses lifted up the serpent, he was referring to him being lifted up on Calvary. He says, you shall have, and believe, you shall have eternal life. Number 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So who's going to have it? Those that believe in the only begotten son. Number 17, For God sent not the son into the world to condemn the world, 
He said, but the world through him might be saved. Jesus didn't come on the earth to condemn. The world was condemned already. And he says, but he came to save, seeking to save the lost. To seeking to save the lost. They already knew the names of sin. And many times we bring up these things because, uh, again, you must know what to be saved from. We must know what sin is. But he said, he didn't come to condemn you. We don't come to condemn you as well. I can't, who am I to condemn anybody? But we come to show you what the word says so you can know to be saved. A pastor say you got to get them lost. You got to let them see that they're lost before you can get them saved. And so now, there's so many false religions, so many false doctrines. That people walk around thinking they're saved when they're not. So that's why we have this type of Bible study to show and really, really spell it out so we can know that we need to be saved and delivered from the various things that we've been talking about the past few weeks. The Bible says uh, he didn't come to condemn, but he came to show them the way. The Bible says in 19, he says, this is a condemnation that the light cometh into the world. He said, men and women are condemned because of this. You want condemnation? This is how it happens. He says, you come into the light. We, the light came into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. That's how you become condemned. When you reject Christ, when, when, the, when the Pharisees and Sadducees said no, and any, any of the men who was without him, as he walked up on the face of the earth, and they said no, that's when condemnation comes. The Bible says, um, where we leave off because their deeds were evil because their deeds were evil so let's read it again he says this is the condemnation that, that light is coming to the world Jesus is coming to the world but their deeds but they rather excuse me they rather darkness rather than light and their deeds were evil number 20 he says and everyone that uh, doth evil hateth the light and neither cometh to the light least uh, his deeds should be reproved and so the enemy will keep you away from getting saved Reprove evil, reprove it. Say, God, clean me up. I don't want to live this same lifestyle. Number 21 went on and says, But he that doeth truth come into the light, and that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So there it is. It's a change. Let's go to John 12. John 12. Who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven tonight? We've been covering hell all the past week and a half, uh, two Bible studies and a half. Let's cover heaven tonight. So who's going to heaven? The Bible says here, and so that's how you get down it, being born again. Born again in chapter John chapter 12, 23, he says, Jesus answered and said to him, The hour is come that the Son of Man must be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except uh, a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. So some more criteria of how to get, how, how do I know who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven? Those that lose their lives, those that die to themselves. He says, when we die to ourselves, like the piece of corn or a seed, when it's planted, the seed, the seed has to yield. And when we do that, it begins to sprout and grow. He that loveth his life, 25, shall lose it. If you love your life, if you love things, you love sin more, you're going to lose your soul. The Bible says that he that hateth life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Number six, 26, he says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. Who's going to heaven? Those that follow Christ, followers of Christ, true followers of Jesus. He says, and where I am, there also must serve be. So we want to be with Jesus, be around Jesus and learn of his word. How do I get around Jesus? Through prayer, through the Bible reading, through fellowship, through services. Amen. Through uh, fellowship of the saints as well. He says, with two or three gathered my name, he's in the midst of them through prayer and relationship with God, through the Holy Spirit as well. The Bible says we must follow him. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Let's go to, uh, we shared with you last week, we'll go to um, this last piece here. A few, five, last few pieces. First John, first John is a powerful, powerful chapter. Man, it's a whole lot in there. Oh boy, this is bigger than what I thought. Let's go. The Bible says, uh, my little children, there it is again. You see that first John too. My little children, who's going to heaven? Little children. Little grown people with a child-like spirit towards God. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. Who's going to heaven? Those that sin not. So back to what we said before. Now, we were all born in sin. Nobody's perfect. But we don't live a habitual life of sin where we shared, I believe, week one, whatever it was. We cannot live a habitual life. I know that I'm going to go out and do some dirt. 
That's not the type of what God is trying to talk about. God, is, that's not what sin and, and forgiveness is all about. We must be born again. Your desire is to change. Say, no, I don't want to go do that. I'm not going to do that. Let me put that in your mind. I want you to go out and go, go get drunk tonight, hang out, all these different things, go, go to the strip club. No. No. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I'm dead today. That's the old man. That's the old man. That's the old woman. Let's, just, let's read it again. He says, these things I write to you, that just send out. He's talking about give you some teaching here so you won't fall. The Bible says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. So again, he says, but if you do, we have a forgiver. Thank God for the forgiveness of sin today. The Bible says in verse two, he says, but he uh, is the propitiation for our sin. He says, not and for us, for our sins only, but also the sins of the world. So not just for us individually, but for all men. Three, he says, and hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I, have, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. We cannot fool God, brothers and sisters tonight. Number five, he says, but whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. So again, you want to read your word to perfect the word, to get the word perfected in you, I should say. Get the word perfected in us so we can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hereby I know we that we are in him. Number six, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walks. So there's a newness, there's a change. We are now to begin to walk like Jesus. Take up your cross and follow him. Number seven, he says, brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye have heard from. Again, this is nothing new. The Bible says the old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Number eight, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him, and in you, he says, because the darkness is past and the light, true light is now shining. So we are now, the past is the past. We were now in sin and shame. It's in the past. It's not in our future. Don't go plan your next rendezvous. That's not what that's not, that's not, it's all about. I, I was going to share with you about how the, you're out there drowning in the middle of the ocean. The rescue boat comes. The rescue boat shows up. Save me, save me, save me. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. The rescue man pulls you out of the boat, pulls you out of the water, puts you in the boat, gives you life vest. You're good now. And all of a sudden, as we go back to shore, he just, the rescue man turns around and says, hey, what you jump back in the water for? Save me, save me, save me, save me. No, it don't work that way. Why in the world are you playing? I, I pulled you out of the water. Don't go back in the water. Why would you want to go jump back in the water? But anyway, uh, let me get back to where we were. Um, first, what we got? Nine. Uh, verse eight, and again, the new commandment ran to you: uh, the things which are true in him, and and in in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light is now shining. Number nine, he says, "He that uh, saith he is in the light, hateth his brother, and hateth his brother is in darkness even unto now." As a Christian, we should not hate one another. As a Christian, we should not hate one another. You should have fellowship with one another, love one another. There should be no hatred in the Christian ranks. Well, I hate somebody because of their skin color. You're not a Christian. I hate somebody because they're from this country or that country. I, I, I hate them because they did me wrong. No, 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 no. That's not Christianity. The Bible says, um, Number 10, he said, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. So there's brotherly love. Number 11, he says, but he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because darkness hath blinded his eyes. Darkness will blind you through hatred, ignorance, bitterness. All these different things are there to blind us from the light that we once walked in. The Bible says in verse 12, I write unto you little children. There it is again, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So he writes to the church because you've been forgiven. You have this Bible study for the church because you've been forgiven. He said, I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcame the wicked one. Who's going to heaven? Those that overcome. Who's going to heaven? Those that overcome. The Bible says, I write unto you little children because 
you have known the Father. Who's going to heaven? Those that know the Father. How do we know the Father? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Number 14, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you are strong. Who's going to heaven? Those that are strong. Those that are strong, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. All right. And the word of God. So being strong in the word and abideth in you. So let the word live in you. Who's going to heaven? Who's those that let the word live in them? He says, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Who's going to heaven? Those that overcome the wicked one. Overcome temptation. Overcome sin, brothers and sisters. That's who's going to heaven tonight. Number 15. It's another commandment. That's what he says. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When he's talking about the world, he's not talking about the people. He's talking about the system that is in the world. The worldly, ungodly system we covered Sunday morning. The ungodliness of the system that has been created. The ungodliness of this world. We're going to break it down some more. And that's what he says. Uh, the Bible says, 16, for all that is in the world. So what makes up the world? He says, the lust of the flesh. So the world, when we talk about living like the world, mean when, when one lives like the world, means they let their flesh dictate their lives. If it feels good, we're going to do it. That's not what Christianity is. The Bible says the lust of the eyes. If it looks pleasing, if, if I, if I got to have that, and I don't care what it takes, I'm going to get that. Lust of the eyes. The last one he says, in the pride of life. This is what, what the world is. He's the... The, the, the functioning characteristics of the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which God hates. Too proud to serve God. Too proud. Too proud. The Bible says, uh, it is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Number 17, the world passes away. All that stuff that he listed is going to pass away. The lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abide forever. Who's going to heaven? Those that do the will of God. Who's going to heaven? Those that do the will of God. As God's will be done in your life tonight. Number 18, he says, little children, it is the last time. And ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. And now he, there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. And this was written 2,000 years ago. How much more now that we see this? There are many Antichrists, anti-Jesus, anti-things that will keep you from God. And one day the, the ultimate Antichrist will show up. But until then, there are things that will keep me and women separated. We covered a 17-part series. Go back and look at it on our YouTube channel. We have on that playlist there. We have a 17-part series about, again, uh, complete victory. Complete victory. Go back and look at it. Complete victory. Things that will keep you and try to separate you from the love of Almighty God, the spirit of Antichrist. The Bible says in verses uh, 19, he says, And then went out, then it went out from us, but they were not of us. For they, if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that were not of us at uh, all of us. And so he says, many will walk away because they were never of us. Many will quit because they were never of us. Of who? Of the body of Christ. If something is strong enough to pull you away, you never had it. If something's strong enough to, 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 to pull you back into the world, pull you back into sin, our old pastor, Pastor David, late Pastor David saying, you never got saved. <laughs> he was plain about it. He says, you never, ever got saved. Because once you get saved, you don't want to go back to the weak and beggarly elements of this world. You missed, something was missing. Or along the way, you, you get your eyes off God. But when you truly fall in love with Jesus, Man, you don't want to displease the Lord, our God. You don't want to displease him. And so, church, he says, they were never of us because they walked away. Number 20, he says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One. He flipped around and says, but you, when you get saved, you get filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> That's what helps you. We can't, we can't overcome the flesh without, without the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Ghost, the power of God to resist. And the power of God to convict us if we do fail. The Holy One, He says, and you know, know all, you know all things. Number twenty-one, He says, but I have written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you have known it, you know it, and that no lies of the truth. Twenty-two, who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is Christ. He said, but he is antichrist that denied the Father and the Son. <clears throat> the Bible says, whosoever denied the Son. 
the same hath not the Father. So we talk about false religions. If they did not, if they did not ask Jesus Christ as the Son of Almighty God, the crucified one, if they deny him as a false religion, false doctrine. He says, but he that knoweth acknowledges that the Son hath the Father also. Number 24, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall continue in the Son and in the Father. So we must remain as well. By the way, somebody, who's going to have it? Those that stick to it, those that stay through it, decade, year after year after year, decade after decade, sun up, sun down, until the end. Amen. Continuing in number 25, he went on says this last verse. He says, this is the promise that, hath, that he hath promised us, even eternal life. He promised us eternal life if you continue in his word. In his word. Wow, I got eight more minutes, folks. Eight more minutes, I'm going to get you out of here. So how do I make it? Through the forgiveness of sin, as we covered the past few weeks, through the forgiveness of sin, departing from evil, departing from sin, and obeying God's word, keeping his commandments, loving Jesus with all your heart and your soul, loving our Father with all your heart, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, resisting temptation. Let's go to James 1. Real quick, I got two more sections to cover. James 1, 12 and 17. The Bible says, blessed is the man that endured temptation. Who's going to heaven? Those that endure temptation. Those that overcome temptation. It says, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life. You shall receive a crown of life. Crown of life. When you endure temptation, when you overcome temptation, God has a reward for you in heaven. He says, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. 13. He says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. There is again, the lust of the flesh. When you're drawn away by your flesh. So we must stay in the spirit, brother. Says we must stay prayed up. He says when we draw away and entice. Number fifteen he says then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. There's a separation. And every he's number seven sixteen. Excuse me. He says do not err, my beloved brother. Don't fall into this error. <laughs> Don't let the devil get you in that trap. Say no. I'm not going to be drawn away. I'm going to stay in the spirit. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep myself pure before the Lord. The Bible says 17, every good gift is, and every perfect gift is from above, which coming down from the Father of lights, with whom no variableness nor shadow of turning. This is my last section here, folks. I'm going to let you guys go. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, where we've been covering, but we're going to go through the first 17 verses. This is it. The Bible says, therefore, so who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven? Those that have been forgiven. Those who have been clean. Those who have been walking in his word. Those who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, again, you can die before you get received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the Spirit of God living in you. Walking in the Spirit. Obeying the Spirit. Let's go. Now, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation in them that walk. that are in Christ Jesus, excuse me. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So the condemnation has gone away covered with Nicodemus. The condemnation has gone away. Why? Because, because you've been forgiven. The Bible says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So now I'm walking in the laws of Christ. I'm letting the, letting the blood be applied. I'm, I'm walking in the spirit of Christ now. It's power of the Holy Ghost now. And now I've been cleansed and, and free from the sin and the curse that once was hanging over my head. Number three went on says, But for what the law could not do, the Old Testament law could not do, and that which was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin condemns, condemns sin in the flesh. So Christ rejected it. The blood of Jesus Christ washed it all away. The Bible says in verse 4, uh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit as a key component. We got to, we have to not obey the flesh, but we must walk in the capital S, the Holy Spirit. Number five, he says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. There's a change. There's a desire change. You want to do something for God. You want to read your Bible. You want to be in church. You want to do clean things, clean fun, clean, unsinful 
acts you want to now commit. Why? Because you know you have a change of heart. The Bible says, let's move on. Um, six, he says, for to be carnally minded, in other words, worldly minded is death. To live a worldly life is death. The Bible says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You can sleep good at night. You can have a good conscience towards God because you're walking in the spirit. The Bible says seven, he says, but excuse me, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Number eight, so then they that are, after, are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh, who's going to heaven? Those that are not in the flesh. We cannot let this flesh dictate your relationship with God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. So he says, if you have the spirit of God, you now live a new life. And so we can please God out of our own flesh. How did Jesus please his heavenly father? He cannot listen to his flesh. His flesh didn't want to go to the cross. He wouldn't have pleased his father if he obeyed his flesh. Jesus would have ran with the boys if he listened to his flesh. He wouldn't have went through none of that. None of the things that he did for all of mankind if he walked in the flesh. And so the same thing as we would not even consider salvation, consider God, consider Christian life if we were in our flesh. Number nine, he says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man uh, have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That is plain and simple. If we don't have the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ living in you, you're not of God. Number 10, he says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead. So who going to heaven when your body dies? Not, not the physical death, but you're dead to your feelings. You're dead to the flesh, the desires, the sinful flesh that we live in, this old temporary housing that we're in. The spirit must control the flesh. Don't let the flesh control your spirit, but you must control your flesh. The Bible says here, Number 10, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. 11, he says, but the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead uh, shall also quicken your mortal body, this old fleshly body that we live in, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Number 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. In other words, we don't obey this old flesh any longer. The Bible says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the spirit and do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. I'm crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ now. For as many as led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So we have changed Father. We're no longer of our Father, the devil. We're now of our Heavenly Father up in glory. The Bible says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if the children of God, then heirs, heirs, Heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him and that we also may be glorified together with him. Glorified where? In heaven. Where if I'm an heir, where's my, where's my reward? In glory, in the kingdom of God. As a son of almighty God. <clears throat> as a son of almighty God. Brothers and sisters, so we, we covered a lot. There's much more we can cover. But we, that's it. So who's going? Those that are walking in the spirit, those that walk in the spirit. Amen. And so uh, those that are following Christ, those that have given up their lives, they've given up their lives for the kingdom of God. I'll close with this. I'll close with this. Um, let's go to Matthew 16, 16, 24 and 25. We shared some of this before 25, 26. And we'll close with this. Who's going to heaven? Who's going to heaven? Matthew 16, 24 through 28. We'll go there. This is my last one. I asked a new add-on, so give me a fact, second hand. But he turned, excuse me, 24. 
And Jesus said unto the disciples, if any man come after me, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, deny my flesh, deny my will, and let him take up his cross, not Jesus' cross, your own personal cross, and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life, in other words, you're trying to hold back and I'm going to do my own thing, I'm going to save my life, shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life, I give up, I surrender to you, Jesus. For my sake, for Jesus' sake, if you lose your life for the kingdom's sake, you shall find it. 26. What shall it profit a man? Or what shall a man be profited? His profit if he gain the whole world and lose his soul. He says, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You can sell your soul out to the devil. Don't do that tonight. Number 27, he says, for the son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels <clears throat> and then shall reward every man according to his works. The Bible says, verily I say unto you, there be some standing which shall not taste of death until they see the son of man coming in his kingdom. So we're close with that. We must take up our cross. Who's going to have it? Those that are followers of Christ. Hell is not made for you and I. It's made for the devil and his angels as we open up this series. But Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I've given my life for you so you can spend eternity with me. And what we must do is surrender, surrender our lives, live for Christ every day, all the way to the end. Don't give up. Don't listen to this old flesh. This old flesh is going to perish one day. But your spirit and the soul of man, don't exchange it for anything else. But live for Christ. Serve Christ. There's a reward waiting on you and I. As for any man, any, no, no man should perish, but all men come to repentance. To be born again. As we covered this week, be born again. Who's going to heaven? Those that have been born again. And those that have had their sins forgiven. And those that walk in the newness of life. God bless our prayer. Again, that's a quick three-part series. Who's going to heaven or hell? Who's going? So we give you characteristics of who's going where. Tell them some short, brief characteristics. Go back and listen to it. Meditate on it. And keep your eyes and heart towards heaven. So we can one day be with him forevermore. God bless our prayer. We'll see you soon.